Good morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88, wherever you are on the Faith FM network, listening to The Breakfast Show. You are joined by myself, Lawson, and across from me, I've got my awesome co-host, none other than... Blair! Blair, thank you so much for joining us this morning in the studio as we're you know, just, just getting things done, living our best lives and, and whatnot. Now, uh, Blair... What have you been up to, man? What are you grateful for today? Look, I am grateful. Um, in my part of the world at the moment, it was rainy and cold yesterday. It was so cold. It was cold. Yeah, and I'm grateful that this morning the sun I can't, was driving in. I saw a beautiful sunrise. Sure. And the skies were clear. I was just praising God. It was still an, cold, though. It was still cold. It was cold. And I was on a motorbike, so <laughs> it was even colder. Yeah, I mean, you've got like a nice jacket. Do you wear a jacket over that jumper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got like a nice jacket, you know. Yeah, like, that was nice. But, but the hands, oh, through the gloves, you know, it's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Icy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been freezing here. Well, we've just been up in Kingscliff. We have, and that was warm. It's warm as there. Yeah. I was waking up. I was actually staying on a farm up there with with some boys. Shout out my boys James and Jared staying with those guys. They were house sitting. I got to got to, you know, stay in with it's, where it's they a were. Beautiful part of the world up there. And dude, then we woke up yesterday, went and like fed the horse and counted the cows. Oh, you're living I was the whole living country that life. country life. I was a country cowboy yesterday. That's epic. It was so cool. And then we you know I helped them. They were doing some chores and like uh, you know, blowing off the driveway and whatnot, you know, for the people that they're, they're sitting for. <laughs> That's and awesome. Just, just hung out and then, then drove home. Shout out the, the people I was with. I was with, uh, some, some of my friends, Kayla, Laura and Hannah. We made our way up to, to check out the Arise graduation, which you're going to be talking about. We will. It's yeah. good news coming up. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we are going to have another clue for the quiz. That's right. So the well, our first clue for the quiz. it is the first for, clue. for the for the week. I'm just already in it, you know. That's I, right. I'm warmed up. I'm ready to go. You're ready. But we're going to have our first clue for the quiz. It is the first clue, and we're trying to determine what creature this is. Oh, okay, and okay. That's okay. right. A little bit different. And the 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 first clue is this: It was while searching for these creatures that the son of Kish met Samuel. What creature am I? Uh, if you think you know the answer to that question, you can text us into 0491064669 and go in the running to win the prize this week, which is actually an awesome prize. We've got a series of books, The Jungle Doctor. If you have heard of these before, mm-hmm. um, you're like leaping with joy right now. <laughs> Of course. They're awesome. Yeah. I read them as a kid. Um, uh, They're missionary stories. Paul White's the author. He was an Australian missionary doctor in Africa, and he learned to tell Bible stories through parables Mm. to to kind of reach the the people that he was ministering to. And so there's some amazing stories in these books that we're going to be offering up for grabs this week. Absolutely. So 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. And give us that clue one more time. That clue one more time is, it was while searching for these creatures that the son of Kish met Samuel. Which creature is it? Okay. So as you might know, but you might not know, so we have some rules to our quiz. Now, we're going to have one answer for today. The the questions they start difficult although there we do have a listener karen shout out karen who has already gotten the answer correct the questions start difficult and they get easier and easier and easier as we go through and then once you get a question correct then you get your 
you, you, you get points according to which answer you got. But if you get the answer incorrect, you're out of the room. You're out. You're struck out, just gone. There's no three strikes, it's just one. So, wow, that's, keep, that's wow. Keep your wits about you, 0491-064-669, and uh, answer these questions as, as these, answer the question via the clues as best as you can. But hey, 0491-064-669. Now, Blair. What is happening in the world of positively different news look, this morning? Look, I one of the stories that I want to share today is uh, the Arise graduation that just took place over the weekend, which you and I were both at. Sure. We drove up. We both drove up on Friday, both drew back on Sunday in different cars, but mm. it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is it's just such a good news story because um, if you're unfamiliar with what Arise is, Arise is a three-month discipleship program Mm -hmm. that is run in Kingscliff, New South Wales. And it offers an opportunity for young people to go to this program uh, to to, uh, basically spend three months studying the Bible, learning how to share your faith. There's a practical element where you you head out to the the doors and collect Bible study interests. Um, You lead people to Christ. You run an evangelistic campaign. Uh, You're learning each day all of these amazing truths Mm. of the Bible. And it's just such a high every year. It's something that we run annually uh, as as a part of the ministry in this part of the world. And just on this weekend, on, on Sabbath, there was a, uh, a 10-year anniversary, yes. a 10-year celebration of Arise, where Arise has been running for 10 years in Australia in Kingscliff. Now, it has had a history of actually 20 years all up, but there was 10 that were over in the U.S., but the celebration, yes, it was 10 years of Arise in Australia. Mm. And I tell you what, it was inspiring to hear the testimonies, a whole bunch of the students that had been there from the last 10 years. I think there was around 350 students that have gone through the program over the last Mm. 10 years. Um, There was testimonies of where they're at now, how Mm. the program set them on a trajectory to share their faith. we got people there that are, um, there was about 119 people that are in full-time ministry now as a result of Rise. Yeah. Um, There was like, oh, one of my favorite stats, there was... um, uh, I think there was just under 20 marriages yeah. that came from Arise. And a ton of kids as well. I think over oh, 20 so mani- marriages, but just under 20 children that have come oh, so Oh, man, far. powerful so, stuff. And so this is not only a place to meet Christ, but also a place to meet your future spouse, potentially. Absolutely. Unfortunately, that didn't work out for me. Well, uh, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, you're, you're as an Arise grad, you know, you yeah. you can speak to, to the power of the program as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. No, it was such a blessing being up there. I saw... So I did the 2017 rise program and because it's running annually i saw five or six people from my class around up there and you know people who had traveled to 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 spend time and yeah it's just it's really powerful because i could see for myself as well as as i heard people sharing their testimonies and reflecting myself a rise for me really was that catalyst for the life that I'm in now for my future. And, and yeah, I had those numbers of people in full-time ministry. I'm one You're of those. You're an example. I'm, I'm one of those. And it's interesting because Arise isn't necessarily promoting that you go into full-time ministry. No. It's not train. It's not even training for full-time ministry. As you said, it's discipleship. The, the ultimate point of Arise is to go, how can we connect with Jesus and then be used by him to share our faith with others? That's, That's right. It. In our workplace, in our, you know, wherever we put our hand to the plow, you know? Absolutely. I, but I think it's... Awesome that it's given so many people the motivation and and the 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 insight and the the leading and calling from that, like myself, to go. Oh wait, but 
also, you know, Jesus is coming back soon. And now I've been taught how I can share my faith. It's possible for me to do that in a full-time capacity. And I know that, well, met, like I would say the majority of the Arise students go into full-time ministry immediately after they do the Arise program because they do six months of work afterwards with the with the practical side. I would say maybe half, maybe half of all the students. But then it's interesting then to be a part of that group as myself that's then like, hey, I want to live a life in this. You know, I want to live a life sharing my faith and sharing what I believe. But that being said, simultaneously, it's also amazing to see that the way that it has affected people who have gone back into the lay world, mm-hmm. into, you know, just being a, a church member, not necessarily, and, and I don't want to say just being a church member, like being a church member is powerful and amazing, and there would be no ministry without lay ministry. Absolutely. Uh, but it's like, oh, hey, they, they didn't they didn't say, oh, now my calling is to be a full-time ministry, to be a minister or to be a professional minister or to be a pastor. But they've gone, oh, hey, I can affect my local church through my witness and presence and I can teach the word of God. And while they've continued dentistry or plumbing or being a doctor or whatever it may, or being a student, they've then gone on to disciple others. And And, so incredible. And how important is that? You know, the idea of having every, you know, total member involvement, every person Mm -hmm. that is a, a member of a church being involved for Christ, using their influence to be a witness for him. And we need people out in workplaces mm-hmm. in, you know, interacting with people that are out there living the regular life and the regular jobs. And it was just inspiring to me to see this program, to hear the testimonies of things mm-hmm. that are taking place, to see 10 years of success of a program that has just um, d- done such enormous good across this part of the world. And it was it was such good news. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing that was fantastic news was that Arise very much operates in the young adult space as it's mostly young adults attending. There are people... In my class, uh, the median age was a little bit older than a class like this year's. It was around 26. And we had some 60-year-olds, some 70-year-olds, like people just being compelled, like, hey, I should, I should come to Arise. Uh, but that being said... It's operating in the young adult space, and the amazing reflection out of that was the amount of young adults who had done the program and are still living that life either, Mm. as we said, in full-time ministry, but then in lay ministry, in the church. As you would know, Blair, as our young adults director here in the conference, that it's it's kind of a – it can be a crisis in that area as many young adults are leaving the church when they're going off to university and whatnot, but it's like – they now have the opportunity to take this gap here to get informed as to what they believe, to get informed as to how they can teach it. And in my ministry as an Arise student, I've worked with a bunch of Arise students at in church plants, in the university here in Newcastle Uni, and, and seeing these people like do Arise and then just like go into their degree, but then being used in the local church and, and utilizing... Right, being a reaching, missionary wherever being they go. Being a missionary, reaching students in their uni. Like, oh, it's amazing. And again... Young people. Young people. Well, that, and that's right. You know, I think there's a couple of keys there, you know, grounding those young people in a sense of what they believe and why they believe it, you know, and, and giving them an experience where they get to be engaged in mission. Absolutely. These are some of those things that are really tangential to keeping our young people engaged and active in our churches. Yeah. And, and that's a, just such a powerful example. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just, I talk to many young people in the faith and, I get a sense that sometimes they feel, or a lot of the time, they feel like, they're like, I don't really know what we believe and I would like to know, but I don't know where to start and I don't know how to come to that place where then I believe it enough to be motivated to share it. 
arises that program. Come along. Come along. Well, and it's if just you finished now. So, so <laughs> get ready for next year. Just grab your Bible. <laughs> just, hey, just give us a call, 0491-064-669. We are always here to share the gospel and the Bible and everything the Bible says with you here at Faith FM. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. That was the Arise alumni with Arise, including yours truly. That and, was nice. I liked hearing your line. That was a powerful night yeah. line about sharing the gospel, well, saving, saving souls. souls. Absolutely. And now I can put recording artist on my LinkedIn bio. Oh, that's a stretch. <laughs> that is a stretch. You can too. I love it. Okay. You, you can too. We, we both, we, you know, I'm professional musicians. Oh, I love it. Okay. Let's <laughs> but we've do never, it. I've never been paid. So, you know, <laughs> I guess I can't say that. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith of and uh, we're going to have another clue for the quiz. And we were reflecting on this quiz a little bit during the break. We're like, man, this is easy. So, therefore, you have chances, guys. That's right. You have opportunities. We want you to win these books and them to be a blessing to you. That's right. Okay. So, the, the clue, the next clue is this. This animal is mentioned in the parable of the Good Samaritan. So, mm. if you've read the Good Samaritan, you know the, the animal that's in there, then you know what creature this is. If you think you know... You can text the answer through to 0491064669 and you can get your name in the running to win our set of Dr. Paul White's Jungle Doctor books. And there's some amazing books in here. I was just looking through. One of the books is called Jungle Doctor's Casebook. And um, he talks, he tells stories, you know, day after day of disease and illnesses that walk into the hospital that he was working at in Africa. And um, and he tells stories of how, you know, God brought miraculous healings, but also how he had to fight against some of the witch doctors and the people that needed healing. It sometimes took longer if witch doctors were involved. So, wow, some interesting case studies in there that will be awesome to get your hands on. So you want to get your name in the running to win that. So that clue again is... This animal is mentioned in the parable of the Good Samaritan, and if you think you know the answer, you can text it through to zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Just before you said that clue, we had Priscilla trying to sneak in for the five hundred points just before, and unfortunately, she answered incorrectly. So sorry about that, Priscilla. Yeah. But uh, that you know that that sometimes you got to play the long game with this one. Yeah, because yeah, that, that one, that clue right there that would have That opens helped. the door. Yeah. Absolutely. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. All right. So we had a huge event happen over the weekend, and that was the coronation of our king. We did. God save the king. God save the king. That's that's what we saw taking place. <laughs> of course, I didn't watch the coronation. Oh, you live didn't? Because I was away. Like, well. Oh, uh, yeah. Me we, too, we, but we were away, I but kind of I, watched half of it. I, guess I was able to catch in. some. I was able to see a few clips here and there on YouTube, but yeah. Yeah, I wasn't in their life, but I saw people posting about it, you know, talking about the music was beautiful, talking about a few different things, the sermon and whatnot. But I think for me and here on Faith FM, we're often observing, okay, this is the installment of a new religious figure, which for many people in the world, sorry, of a new political figure, which for many people was in the world can act as very close to their religion, being that, you know, Anglicanism and the, the Anglican church is quite a big church, but also being that he is the king of the the Commonwealth, which is a a political body of which the Australia is a part of. Now, the Commonwealth, you could say, holds less power and less ties today, you know, and and although, yeah, the era of colonization has come to an end and, and we sit here after that time as an independent nation here in Australia, though still a part of the Commonwealth, 
uh, despite the referendum attempts for us to leave. Yes. We, we still sit here as a uh, And that, I think I attribute that mostly to our want to absolutely dominate the Commonwealth Games. Oh, that's uh, true. We do. We do. We absolutely destroy everyone in that. And I think it's, I think it's good because it's our, it's like our Olympic, our practice Olympics, you know, to kind of gauge where we're at. So <laughs> yeah, that's a good theory. That, that's, that, that's my thought at least. But you know, other than that, I think that our participation in the Commonwealth, it's good. It gives us connections. To other I like it. And- I mean, I know some people don't. Yeah. They're pushing for this Republic stuff and things, but I like kind of being connected to this tradition, especially Queen Elizabeth, mm-hmm. um, you know, just with her, she was really a standard of, mor- you know, she she had a standard of morality mm-hmm. and, and Christian faith, which I think is nice to be connected to. Yeah. Not so sure about um, the degree of how that worked with the rest of the fam. Yeah. Um, but it was an interesting, it was an interesting uh, whole, the whole coronation thing. I was so fascinated by it. I was watching actually with a room full of Americans, which was a bit hard. Because <laughs> like, they were huh? just banging <laughs> on <laughs> the like, king. Yeah. They're like, is, this is not a real king. Like, is this this is fiction? This is not real, is it? And like, you got to like, kind of laugh a bit because, like, I mean, you're watching the thing, and the thing's like, it's legit. There's like swords and yeah. like gold and crowns, and it was cool. I liked it. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's it is a bit of a play, right? Because we know that well, Britain ha- doesn't have a, a a monarchy anymore. It's a it's a democracy. Yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's a symbolic type position, That's right? right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's funny. I've been to a few graduations here at Newcastle Uni where they take after the coronation service, and they have the scepter and whatnot. At a, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a, it's a uni here in yeah. Newcastle. I'm like, okay, fair enough. But what is interesting is the way that this will politically and religiously affect our world. Indeed. Which, again, having a new king install installed in within the Commonwealth could bring up the conversation of referendum here in Australia mm-hmm. once more, which it could potentially lead to. I know that one of the, the other than the, the Commonwealth Games, it was Queen Elizabeth that really brought the Commonwealth together. And I know that there's very divided opinions on King Charles Correct. As, as a king, as a replacement. He's not quite as unifying. Absolutely. But that being said, there are still those who are calling for unity. And, and check this out. Check where this, this these quotes are coming from. This is coming from the Bishop of Oxford. So the Bishop of Oxford is the bishop of one of the bishops, one of the high bishops of the Anglican Church. And uh, this is some of the things that he had to say. He said that King Charles was made for such a time as this, as the monarch ascends the throne in Westminster Abbey. Uh, the the Oxford. So this is Reverend David, Ste- uh, Reverend Doctor Stephen Croft. And he says the coronation will bind us together and alleviate the sharp divisions of the last decade. Uh, he also said the test, the, the service will be a testimony to mature, multicultural, div- uh, and diverse, you know, un- a diverse United Kingdom and a unique moment in history. There you go. Check this. Different faith leaders and cultures will play their part as the Monica seeks to bind us together in humility and generous inclusion. Yeah, wow. Now, I mentioned all these quotes because it was the Anglican Church that this year has been embroiled within itself well, that's in right. one of the sharpest divisions and controversies in any church group in the world, probably along the lines of the Methodists and the Uniting Church here in Australia as well. And that was over the changing and the the de-affirmation of Canon B30, 
within their their canon of beliefs, their creed, they deaffirmed Canon B30, which essentially affirms marriage as a lifelong union between one man and one woman, excluding all others. Wow. So they, they deaffirmed that. Uh, and How that, can you deaffirm what the Bible teaches? Exactly. Now, they said that it was as a result of further reflection and study, but this caused massive division in the ter- church into a few different sects. You have the evangelical Anglicans who disagree with this, who have now started a group called GAFCON, yes. which is a, a basically an, e- an evangelical Anglican group that is endeavoring to... Yeah, restore restore evangel. It's basically an evangel. Uh, a, sorry, an Anglican Reformation, and they they they're saying that they will not affirm. So Justin Welby, he is the the Archbishop of Canterbury, which is the highest bishop in all of um, Anglicanism, and they're like he needs to repent. You know, <laughs> we're not we're not we don't affirm him as our Archbishop unless he repents. Um, for for Oxford as well, as you said, he's like, oh, hopefully this can cure the sharp divisions within. Well, he's talking about all faith, not just Anglicanism. And again, he's he's using this ultimately as an opportunity to push for ecumenism. Wow. Or the idea that all churches should be unified under one banner, which has a lot to say about the doctrine we believe. Because personally, I don't want to be an Anglican. I don't want to be a Catholic. I don't want to be a Baptist, or if we extend this outside of Christianity, a Muslim or a Jew. Uh, me personally, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist, and I, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist because I believe our only creed can be the Word of God. I believe our only beliefs can rest on what the Bible says. And Oxford, he's saying, oh, hopefully the installment of this new king, he can be the one that brings us all together in unity. And for me, I'm like, my friend, I'm not going to unify into a church that doesn't affirm what the Bible says about marriage. I'm, I can only affirm the Bible. Absolutely. As Martin Luther says, you know, there is only one faith. Interesting how, pe- you know, how different people will use the coronation to, for certain you know, agendas and yeah. purposes. Wow. So it'll be interesting to see going forward how this affects the Anglican Church, how this affects Christianity as a whole within the Commonwealth. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. You're joined by Blair and Monica and myself, Lawson, and we are going to have another clue for the quiz. We absolutely are, and the, the clue that we're going to share with you now is this. God said to this animal was... Oh, my okay. friend. Wow, my wow, friend. wow. Okay. <laughs> Please I'm, learn wow. how to read. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow, I was so confused. Okay, it's just, God said this animal was to rest on the Sabbath. This animal was to rest on the Sabbath. Powerful. Yeah, yeah. We got there in the end. That wasn't a very hard that sentence to awesome. read, but I, I had in my mind something else. But anyway. Okay, so what creature am I? God said this animal was to rest on the Sabbath. If you think you know the answer, you can text it through to 0491064669, and your name will go in the running to win this week's prize, which is Dr. Paul White's the Jungle Doctor series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul White was the Australian missionary doctor in Africa and has some really cool stories in there. And I actually really like missionary stories. My my grandpa spent 20 years in Papua New Guinea as a missionary. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I loved sitting here with him, hearing stories from the mission fields. Mm. And that was one of my favorite things to do with my grandpa. And, um, and so, yeah, this... 
this is like that. It's like picking up a book and hearing a mission story. So get your name in the running, that clue again. God said to this, this animal was to rest on the Sabbath. And if you know the answer, 0491 That's amazing. Isn't, isn't God good? He is. He extends Sabbath rest to all of his creatures before him. That's awesome. That's incredible. Hey, you are listening to The Breakfast Show. Again, that number is 0491-064-669. But we've come to our interview time for today. And on the phone, we have none other than Pastor Justin Lawman. Justin, are you there with us? Yeah, I'm here, Lawson. Uh, You guys tease me every week with these Quiz questions. <laughs> oh. oh, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. You, you, you get to listen and you're like, hey, hey, what's going I, I on? I want to answer it. I want to answer yeah, it, but I'll, right. I'll leave it alone. Okay. He's got itchy oh, teeth. Man. He's like, I, I feel you. Sometimes, sometimes the really hard ones is when we're giving the clues and the question, the clue will be like, um, it'll, it'll be like a verse and then it'll be a blank. Fill in the blank. Fill oh, in the how blank. How can you not fill the blank? And in? then, and then, so there's been plenty of times where I've accidentally said the word trying to do that, but because you just got itching. That's teeth, a rookie so, error. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Hey, but the way Blair read it today, I thought, no, I can't answer that at first, but then he got it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, initially, oh, no one was no getting one it. Got it. We, we were all lost, my friend. We- <laughs> oh, wow. It's okay. He's, he's back on track. He's focused. He, okay. he doesn't <laughs> wear glasses, but his proverbial glasses, fell, the ones that fell off, they're back on. That's right. Now, okay. Justin, we've got you on the show this morning to talk about all things prophecy, politics, and faith. So... What what is happening in our world, and and what are we looking out for today? Look, the the listeners and 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 Blair's creaking uh, of the questions segue because I want to talk about AI today. Oh, artificial okay. intelligence. Uh-huh. Um, I, I and to the listener, you might sort of glaze over when you hear this, as I think for a long time. Whatever, blah blah blah, computer nerd stuff. <laughs> wasn't my cup of tea, you know, I'm just not built that way. But let me tell you, what's happening in AI is starting to become, well, the the godfather of artificial intelligence, that's general AI, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Hinton, he worked for Google. He recently quit over the potential and the bad potential that these uh, artificial intelligence systems that they have built, it is so drastic that this man, and this is not some, you know, some crazy dude that lives in Batlow saying this stuff. This is the guy that actually invented it Mm. or is regarded as one of the key people Mm. that developed it. He said it's getting so dangerous that we need to consider missile strikes on the server buildings where these things are happening. Oh, wow. wow. And if if people just think, you know, I'm, I'm sounding a bit, you know, like I've, you know, been out in the, the frost too much this morning. Mm. Um, there's a 60-minute story that was done in the US that you can go onto YouTube. I recommend everyone watch it. And this was based on Google's AI system. That's not the only one that's the the chat BT, GBT, I'll talk about it in a minute too, but the Google system, they named it Bard. Mm -hmm. On the 60 Minutes interview, they asked Bard, this computer, to 
summarize the New Testament. Wow. It takes five seconds and it does it in 17 words. Mm-hmm. They gave it a, a, a single sentence and they asked it to write a novel. Mm. And it wrote a novel in five seconds. Wow. And all of that, the, you can watch the, the guy on 60 Minutes is just blown away at the potential of this thing. But the, the other side of all this is they've discovered that it, they tell lies. Yes. Mm. They answered a question. To, they, they gave a thing and, and he gives a – it writes an essay and it gives all these references. It actually created books as sources. None of these books have ever existed. It just created them out of thin air and portrayed them as they were true. Mm. What everyone's in a bit of a panic about is this general AI where it's self-learning. This this bard took seven months to absorb everything that's ever gone on the internet and it has all that knowledge. While we've got that, and there's another system uh, called ChatGBT where you can actually go on it online right now it can write an essay for you for your exam. It's pretty <laughs> incredible. Uh, it will answer questions for you and all sorts of stuff. And, and it's already, it's had to have four versions of it already and only got released in November of last year. Yeah. It's by a company named uh, OpenAI, mm-hmm. which is Sam Altman and Elon Musk. And Elon Musk and Sam have parted ways over this stuff. And he famously got interviewed a week or so ago about this. What's really freaking everyone out? If it can do this, what can happen with weapons? Mm. And how can this artificial learning, artificial intelligence be used for evil? Mm. And it's it's at a place, and, and while we're just cruising along in life today and we think everything's hunky-dory, if this stuff really gets going to the way that they're portraying it, um, a lot of these people are fearful that it's going to overtake humanity and be able to manufacture and just hack and do everything you could possibly imagine in so fast and such sophisticated ways that we would lose control over it. Now, Mm. I'm here today as an ambassador of hope preaching the gospel, mm. saying, hey, Jesus is coming again. He, he's going to fix all this. But there's some really scary stuff happening in the world of artificial intelligence. And it's only when chat GBT went online, in five days there was a one million people uh, using it. It's gone so fast, so quickly, within the first hundred days, it's freaking people out what the ability of these things have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when ChatGPT came out, Lyle and I, like, I come into the studio, I'm like, Lyle, have you seen this? And he's like, what do you, what do you mean? And 
for the next two weeks, we just basically would come in every single day with a new thing we typed up, with a new prompt and a new thing. And we just like, it felt like we were just living that life because it was so overwhelming. And now they've actually, because because OpenAI was bought by Microsoft. And so they've, they've monetized ChatGPT in the free version that's available now. is a little bit dumber than it was before. But again, as they increase the parameters of these, these search engines and, uh, uh, well, not just search engines, but as they increase the parameters of the language models it is it, it just seems that wow it has such a way to to control information you know i was thinking like curate. as you were sharing there justin about the the lies that's that's an experience i've had as well i've used this chat gpt program to kind of i'm, I'm studying law at the moment and i just kind of try to simplify big concepts down to small concepts th- through using you, the ai you, you'll get to try your essay mm. where you play Oh, oh, no, okay, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> so actually, you're committing academic fraud. Oh, uh, is that- <laughs> wow, guys. Wow, let's just back it off for a second. Okay, sorry, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I love it. No, but but anyway, what I was doing is putting stuff in here and, and, and it was spitting out false cases, like making up cases, stuff that is actually just not, like I, I was asking it to summarize certain cases and it was just giving me completely wrong sets of facts. And you can just, but it was speaking so persuasively that it's like yes. wow, this is this is wild stuff. Mm. Well, right, right now, he, here's the at the moment, Russia and Ukraine are just annihilating each other over there. Everyone expected Russia, particularly, that this would be over in weeks, mm. but it seems that the U.S. and other countries are pouring weapons in there that are extremely sophisticated mm. and. One guy I listened to the other day, a, a, a special forces guy, saying how it's really an experiment place at the moment for these new weapons that rely on artificial intelligence wow. to do their work. Wow. And they've got, you know, we don't know much really in the, in the secret world of the military, but the little bits of information that's coming out, they have drones they just release and it's set and forget, that drone will go and do what you asked it to do. It'll fly around until it finds and acquires the target it needs mm. and then goes and destroys it. Weaponry that would absolutely, in all of human history, there's no comparison. Mm. And the the influence that this can have in misinformation, if you've experienced that, Blair, and we're in the early, early days of this, mm. And what can happen in just a few years with the rapid increase of knowledge uh, is really frightening for the way it can influence an elections, uh, influence information everywhere. So it's a pretty, um, pretty sort of scary thing when you think about the potential that this can have. And there's so many people in the know that are calling for governments to put the brakes on this. But if if the U.S. sits back and just lets China develop it, well, then the U.S. has a big disadvantage in in military, in economics, in everything. So once the genie's out of the bottle, I don't think it can be put back in. Mm. So another happy story today, guys, to encourage us about what's going on in the world. But Mm. uh, people... I guess we all get caught up in our busyness of the everyday and we don't go up and have a, that, that big uh, high-level view of what's going on in the yeah. world. This is one of those points in history that has 
the potential to just like the invention of the motor vehicle mm. and how that changed the age of the horse and and a wagon that had been there from the time of the Romans and, and way back before then. So now we're at something that's going to absolutely revolutionise everything we do and it'll change employment. It'll change the way jobs are done. Um, it's just incredible the potential this has to change our society. Yeah, I think it's it, as we're looking at the way that society's ordered and the way that technology has affected it over time. But I think for me, I, I sit here as a person and think that society only exists because of people. Uh, and, and I'm like, we have still been given the mandate from God to reach people. And despite maybe AIs cutting into various industries and leaving some people jobless or whatever it may be in that reorder of society, I know that probably people who made horses and ca- made carriages for horses uh, probably found uh, uh, <laughs> it, it, the economy difficult after the invention of the motor car. But regardless, yeah, we still have such a such a mission to reach people. And I think it's, as AI is developing, it's it's in conjunction with as we are stepping closer and closer and closer to the end and as things are continuing to ramp up. Yeah, and I guess the bit for me, because uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a dinosaur when it comes to technology. Like I, I grew up building, you know, small block Chevy motors. I didn't have a computer. Incredible. Um, these these guys that are at the heart of the, what's going on and how they're getting freaked out about it, how much is that just hyperventilating and, and how much of that has got the real potential to be everything they're saying it has? Mm. It remains to be seen. But one thing you could be absolutely certain of, the gospel will go to all the world. Amen. And uh, Jesus is going to step back into history in a way that will surpass every other event that's ever happened, mm. even his first coming. So, yeah, we we live in exciting times, guys. This is a good time to be alive. Absolutely, it's a good time to be alive. But at the at the same time, you you have to not have your head in the sand. You have to have your head in the in the Word of God, Ooh. and um, and be be aware of what He has said, and you'll be safe as a bank if you do that. But if you just think you can put it in neutral and roll down the hill, um, no, 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 no. There's too much going on in the world. Absolutely. Hey, Justin, thank you so much for chatting with us this morning. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.